0: G'day, thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival preview of the big two Rose Hill races, the Golden Eagle and the Nature Strip. Before we look forward with Vince Riccardi as we like to do, let's look back at some of the winners of this great race over the past three years since it's emerged.
1: travels at the 250, Mizzy slipping up the fence, then brutal behemoth, Arcadia Queen three off them, Sunlight still in front, Mizzy up the fence, Colding into the clear now, he's ambushing the now, Colding right over the top, swooped, won the Golden Eagle, Easy Eddie lays it down to home of the brave. Champagne Cuddles sticking on well. So's Parada. Here's a good finish. Parada moved up now to Champagne Cuddles. Trekking with a big run late. Parada in front. 50 out from trekking to throw. But Parada up on the pace. Parada takes it. And here comes Colette. Colette is winding up with a big run. Ice bath going the middle. Ice Bath and Colette, Ice Bath, Colette, they hit the line and collect. word out. Colette, I'd say has just won the golden eagle from Ice Bath and Go running home powerfully. Aubrey on her two in front. Gitra's cutting back the margin. It's Aubrey on her. Gitra is going to get desperate. And Gitra went home best. by two, three lengths, stand out up the inside, lost and running the outside, and then Sonore Fox, but Eduardo clear from lost and running, what a way to celebrate the birthday, Eduardo, eight years today and he wins the Classic Legend Stakes, big lost and- It's Count to Rupi getting a half-length on Apache chase. Then I'm thunderstruck digging in now. Count to Rupi. I'm thunderstruck. Went boom over the top. I'm thunderstruck. got up to win the golden eagle. Knocked off Count
2: TG Podcast Network. It's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Cardi and your host, Racetrack Ralphie,
0: and with a bit of Eagles' Life in the Fast Lane uh, audio, of course, courtesy of Sky Racing. Vince Accardi, good morning.
2: Top of the morning, Ralphie. We had good rain, just would have made the grass nice and green. Hey, well, that's in
0: Melbourne, but here when we talk about Sydney, are we really going to have good ground? It's, a, it's it's a soft six as we speak, as far as officially, but it looks like beautiful weather in Sydney Friday and Saturday. They mo- only have to mow the lawn.
2: It's that's exciting, Ralph, and it, it's fantastic for Sydney and for all of us because, as you know. If you're Melbourne or Sydney, we like to punt in all jurisdictions.
0: That's it. And the better the ground, the the, uh, the more confident we can be. Yes. How does Rose Hill typically play on a drying surface when the uh, rail's true? Uh,
2: rail true. Rose Hill. We <laughs> Ralphie, if you can be 2-3 off the fence... Up to lanes 5, 6, you're definitely going to be in the golden lane. So close to the fence, they're, they're the lanes you want to be operating in to get the most effective advantage. But, of course, if we're going to be on good ground, it's going to change a number of things for quite a lot of horses because it's going to add a lot of speed to it. So a lot of pressure could come in and may impact a few runners. But I, I definitely wouldn't want to be, you know, out 8 or 9 off the fence. Really closer to the fence is going to be the golden spot. And it generally helps horses on-pace midfielders. Well, we'll kick off with a nature strip. This uh, it's fantastic
0: sprint race with $3 million up for grabs. It's called. It's named after the previous year's Everest winner. So next year, will be called the giga Uh Eduardo is the speed, Vince. He won this race uh, last year. Can he do it again? What's your assessment as far as the uh,
2: speed capacity early in this race? Well, in terms of speed, Ralphie, it's definitely going to be above the standard in terms of, okay, if we if we say like benchmark plus one would be the absolute down low, it's hard to see this race sort of being run anything less than about plus three. It's just the natural speed of Eduardo without looking, uh, Nash isn't going to be trying to hold this horse up in any aggressive manner. So I'm just going on natural speed, Ralphie. Around plus three is realistic. I don't feel anyone's going to really want to tackle it. I know we are a swa- smart one. We'll keep it honest and that's good. Pikey, when he's on go forward horses, he's pr- he's pretty good, Ralphie. So it'd just be interesting to see what he does. But he, my view is he's going to look for the sit, even though his natural the natural speed of We Own a Smart One also allows it to be in a very forward position, if not sort of challenging Eduardo for the lead. But I just. Feel it's going to be reasonably orderly with good speed.
0: Uh, the, um, as I said, he, he won this race last year, Eduardo. Let, let, let's start with him, given he's the speed in the race. Last year, plus three links above benchmark early. But it needs to be noted, on a dynamite rock hard track, it was was a raw figure of 10 lengths above benchmark. And actually, the fastest part of his race was that last 400 there, plus five. So you adjusted it down for a dynamic 5.1 length above benchmark. He's getting older, but first up, he was fantastic. How are you able to assess where he's at?
2: Well, I felt from a starting point, if we just, look purely at this campaign and say well, we really can't score the horse anything less than what it's done which was first up plus 3.6 best of the day on you know pretty wet ground I'm not saying it's best ground that's for sure I, we've seen Eduardo can perform quite dynamically on dry ground so the question is can this runner now get back to that 5.1 or even challenge somewhere in the plus 4 range I I've sort of we need we need 3.94 lengths as the hurdle rate to be on that podium, to be fighting at the finish. And doesn't matter how you look at it, everything points to this is where the horse should end up running, somewhere close to that. Now, if the horse doesn't get there, well, then it, it, it might be the end for water. It might be, okay, well, it's time to to have a bit of a rest, but right now I do feel that this horse is going to get its opportunity to peak and three and a half, four ranges where it sits. Does that make you a winner? Oh, I'd say probably not. I feel if you just turn up and run that, you're going to get a place, but you may not be able to get the first or second slot. Well, what that's saying is a
0: starting point then is this is, a, this is a hot race. This is a yes. race that's it's going to take a fair bit of talent to win. Now, the favourite for the race is Lost and Running. Uh, I know your you head ro- rolled off on its uh, on its uh, dynamic win last start. It was all set to peak in the Everest and then oh, some race morning scratching over a minor matter. Uh, it's since had a trial and uh, and it's the favourite for the race. How are you assessing the uh, performance of Lost and Running and your projection going into tomorrow?
2: Well, this campaign, the round week performance back on the 1st of October, there it is, 2.9, best of the day. So we know that's where it sits in terms of where it's been this campaign. That, that's half length behind what Eduardo did first up. But then when we sort of look through and have a look at that campaign two preps back, all the data's indicating this horse is absolutely trending very aggressively to the peak of that performance, which was a 4.3 at Rose Hill. That was this race. Yeah. and. This I just can't see Lost and Running running less than that. Could we see new PB? Could this horse potentially run up to plus five? Well, I'd say it's got to be on the cards, that that could happen. So I feel very confident that this is one runner that's going to take one of those two slots and gets the absolute golden run. And, oh, you know, I don't have to say much when you got you on board. Absolutely. So he just beat Mazu, who
0: since has has run in the Everest and ran typically gallant third. The the question, I suppose, with Marzu, he, he really emerges a bit of a star last uh, last February. What did he win? He won, uh, won five in a row and culminated in winning a Group One at Eagle Farm, but all on wet ground. He's not going to get that tomorrow, to my eye, Vince. And uh, I don't do the deep dive into Sydney racing. He seems pretty tight in the market at mid fours, given that we're going to get good ground for a, such an elite wet tracker.
2: Yes, that's a good point, Ralphie. Well, there it is, three point four PB last start and that's a historic pb which is fantastic because i always felt this horse's you know was trending upwards but i was a little bit disappointed in terms of like how far it could have extended itself given that it had the opportunity to be on optimum ground for this particular runner, because we know how capable it is on the wet ground. Now, mind you, I'm not going to sit here and say this horse can't handle the dry ground. For sure, I have no doubt this horse is going to be more than capable of handling itself and potentially being able to maintain that performance line of around three, three 3.5 or 3.4 lengths above benchmark. Can it go to a new peak? Well, when I look at the way the horse closed, everything points to the horse looked like it was right at its absolute top. It's hard to say, will the 1300 metres actually help the horse to get to a new level? That's probably the unknown, Ralphie. That could be the area where this runner may find another half length. But right now... Even if it found that half length, it's not enough. So can you find another length beyond that? And i me, if you're talking strictly professional from a betting point of view, it has to be a watch and see for that. I couldn't invest my money under that scenario.
0: So when he emerged at the start of the year, that he was gelded. So that's, that's probably the, the, the line there. So he's become a very genuine racehorse, but the unknown, as you said, then Vince becomes the dried ground. Let, let's get to the stable mate of Eduardo, Private Eye. Is this horse emerging as a star or what? Um, first up at Flemington, Dynamic. Last started uh, in the Everest, Award, spoke for itself, just being beaten. Of course, last uh, spring he won an
2: Epsom Handicap. How are you assessing his chances? Oh, the, well, the horse is airborne. Yep. No question. I mean, what it did first up, 4.4, best of the day. And realistically, that Ramwick run, I, yes, it, it receded in its figures, 3.9, second best of the day. But there was no way Private Eye could have been suited staying at the distance. It's just, just no way. This is a horse that would have, is, would have been screaming for more ground, and yet it was able to put in an unbelievable performance. And now coming up a hundred meters is going to be massive. Oh, I'm not saying that, you know. Like I would have loved to seen. Oh, is this going to be coming to Melbourne, Ralph? Is there a mile race or anything like that? Well, there is up- next
0: Sunday, but I don't know if this is if they've decided. No, we'll t- we'll take this race while it's here.
2: Well, my views is take this race. Yep. Because you're going to run first or second because that's that's exactly where you're going to finish first or second, and then come to come to Flemington or. <laughs> Is it, or, yeah.
0: Yeah, next in that mile race at Flemington,
2: yep. back up. Why not back up? his is, he's, he's in a great position with this horse. And, yeah, I can't fault it, Ralph. You just look at that first up run. 1,200 metres, 0.7 above benchmark. Great speed. Slight dip between the eight and the four, losing about 1.4 lengths of momentum. And then a phenomenal last 400, 7.3. That's just the sign. Airborne new peak. This is the sort of horse that can get into the plus six range, Ralphie. Just hasn't had the opportunity yet because it's not at its optimum distance. And that extra 100, look, it's not golden. But it's it's an advantage already.
0: It sounds like the way you're, you're, um, you you've you've explained this. Uh, it's sort of Eduardo's is going to be flying along, and Running gets first crack at it, and then Private Eye gets the last crack
2: at both. Exactly. That's pr- pretty much along with maybe mass Crusader.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to mass Crusader. So oh, horses that missed the start aren't fun, but here's a little one. Uh, Pikey off, Tommy Berry on. What was his best ever performance last year? Splitting nature stripping Eduardo in the Everest with Tommy Berry on.
2: Yeah. but Yes. we think thinking, was it Pikey too relaxed? No. <laughs> of course, this is the horse. And I get it. <laughs> performance, really. Still reasonable. 0.8 above benchmark last start, 15th best of the day. It was off on the previous run where it ran two and a half. And, of course, that got me excited when it was able to do that really feeling this horse could level up to to where it's capable of running because we know this horse is absolutely capable of running the plus five range. And the 1,300 metres is no way against the horse. I'd say it's borderline optimum distance for this horse. So we are going to see, I feel, the best of this horse if it jumps cleanly and on the good surface – There's nothing in the intel, even though at the moment I've marked this horse, you know, rock-solid 3.1 with the potential to adjust if we can, Frank, that we're going to be S5 or better tomorrow morning.
0: Uh, How are you looking at the comparison from last year when he was, uh, what was he, equal? he was tight second favourite to Eduardo off that super um, Everest performance? Are you reading it that he was sort of flat and on the fast surface, Eduardo just kept running? Yes.
2: Right. Not, well, that was the peaking, there was an absolute peaking performance at ranwick and it was geared up in a very different manner, Ralphie, because you have to go back and have a close look. Go to 2nd of October, 21, Ralphie, that 1,200 metres, when it went 5.3 below benchmark and then it went plus 9.1 between the 8 and the 400 and 4.7 lengths above over the last 400 and then stepped out the start after on the sixteenth of October, went very similar distance through the first section, four point eight lengths below benchmark, and then went six point two above, and finished off with a one point four above benchmark last four hundred. All the signals there was that was absolute peaking run. It was a tip over after that, and you're going to be carrying some of that heavy uh, performances into your last run of the campaign because. I'm not saying Mars Crusader's been anywhere near that level this time in, but it's because of the ground condition, Ralphie. This horse has massive acceleration on quick ground.
0: All right. For those taking multis, is there any of the roughies that you would look at? Oh, you can start
2: from Darport to the rest.
0: Nice and easy. From a business perspective, Vincent, I know you will finalise your, your thoughts tomorrow morning, but lost and running mid twos, Private Eye uh, about five mid fives and Marzoo mid fours. It sounds like from a business perspective, you're looking forward to Private Eye with a place on side
2: well it's probably at the moment i've it's potentially the second pick, right Yep. Because if we just like if the one that doesn't isn't like in other words ticks every single box and just the way I score it on my own algorithm, the number at the moment's coming up eighty percent right, and I know when I'm eighty percent or higher. That's exactly what it means. It means 80% of the time I'm going to collect, right? <laughs> and lost the lost and <laughs> running hits that number. It's it's probably marginally above and privatized around 70%. It still means I can hit the boards and make some money. And I'm not one that says, which is the better value. My first point of call is always about, are you going to take one of those three slots? And who is the best one of the ones I'm narrowing down? So right now, i, I got that preference to, to lost and running because it gets the goal in running every shape right down to the rider, Ralphie. It now, the sad part is it's it's tight and it's borderline. So if I couldn't get set, then I'd probably move to private eye, but I would downgrade my bet, Ralphie, from an A grade to C grade. It's not because I'm, I don't believe the horse is not worthy of an A grade. It doesn't tick all the boxes and I get a reduction in percentages.
0: All right, nice and easy there. Let's uh, let's go to the Golden Eagle. This isn't nice and easy when it comes to having a look at such a big field. It's a really entertaining race to do form on. Um, this, I dare say, Vince, uh, you have assessed this that they'll be running along.
2: Oh, the, it's it's it's. <laughs> can I say you know plus threes on the absolute down low? Yeah. This, this could this race could be run six seven lengths above benchmark without even blinking. Well, that's it's, pain. It's going to be hot speed. It's going yeah. to be hot speed, Ralphie. Sometimes that can make it a little bit tough for the other runners, and it's you're going to really have to have high quality to be able to run down this these these lead packers. This is what can can happen. And oh, I spent probably well, I went to bed at two o'clock in the morning, Ralphie, <laughs> and. I really did a deep dive on the two international runners and, um, yeah, my verdict's in. <laughs>
0: okay, well, if your verdict's in, let's give the verdict for, for people who've uh, been good enough to support our product. Let's start with the favourite, Light Infantry. He um, comes through uh, through uh, French Group 1 form. It seems serious, is it?
2: Well, there it is, 4.5 links above benchmark. Rock solid. You know, I just couldn't pin it anything less than that. I look at its closing speed around 5.2, last 200, 3.1, off a of benchmark pace. So, okay, this is the, the big thing for me. Off benchmark speed, where will you be sitting if we're going plus eight? Well, you're not going to be back any further back than eight lengths from the lead speed, which is really critical here about where you're going to sit in running. If you're going plus six, the horse standout. So, in other words, if just they get a two-length reduction, the, the horse will be a standout. Like, they... I, there's the other international run. I'm paying massive respect to this horse as well. I, I feel it's like for some reason. I'm not quite sure why it's the price it is, because there's only about a length between them.
0: Okay, so as we speak, light infantry, are low low threes will Wow as much as twenty dollars.
2: Yeah, well, no, you know, this, that's the first question. No, that horse should be. I'm not saying it should be the same price as the, the favourite. Yep. But it should be absolutely single digits and hard single digits. Like, I'm not one that creates prices, Ralphie, but just on instincts, I like to just get a feel and say you're five to one.
0: Well, that's nice and simple. Let's uh, let's put some meat on the bones. though. what what gives you confidence that it's a talent? Um, obviously, it's the controversial runner because they've been able to extend the field and get him in. So, uh, they, they've obviously pushed the envelope hard for the reason. What uh, well, what meat in the bone well, can
2: you give it? Well, I'm glad they did, Ralphie, because. It, You know, outside of one other possible runner from all the locals or maybe two, right, it would be pretty disappointing because it's a big field with only one or two chances. (laughs) So I'm glad they put that in because otherwise it would be just one horse. Okay. (laughs) What have you seen with Well Wild? Again, this is another runner. I had a real close look at this horse and there was a couple of runs in particular that I was really had to... uh, grapple with in terms of where you're at but that run at Longchamp on the 15th of the fifth where it was beaten threes that was like tough tough race ralphie this this is like the the ideal run that you would have liked to have had under your belt to come into a race like this where there's pressure yep and the, the performance of this horse was brilliant like it ended up with a 3.5 it was a better run than when it won the start before which was around two and a half lengths. So what happens was this, rock, We've got a progression upwards in figures. So this is extremely lightly raced. Mind you, both horses, no ceiling, right? And that's scary because this – I marked this particular runner just off that run where it was beaten three lengths. This horse got the scope to probably go this time round, who knows, four, four and a half easily, and the other runner – could potentially go plus six or seven. So we're, we're no. I, I wonder if these horses are going to be staying in row I hope someone's shrewd enough to be able to own them. Because well, Chris Waller's got one, and
0: Ma has uh, got the other. So I assume uh, so. Mate,
2: no, this is this is outstanding news because <laughs> I also feel not so much for. We own the, how do you pronounce that name, Ralphie? We well, well. All, well, yeah, I'm not sure about that horse over more ground, yep. but uh, light infinity. Oh, <laughs> look out next season, longer distance for that horse.
0: Light infantry, we're going to get yeah. this right somewhere we played on Monday. We,
2: we've yes. got you,
0: we've got you
2: right. Yeah, light infantry, yeah, infantry. Oh, god.
0: All right, so we're, we're talking 20 runners, and you're talking about, uh, at this stage, t- two big chances there from the internationals. Uh, the locals, I'm looking at two horses, and then I'll, we'll, uh, we'll pull apart what I might have missed. Let's start with the, In the Congo. He's had one firm track run beyond 1,200 metres, and he was outstanding winning the Golden Eagle.
2: Yes. Well, Ralphie, at the moment... Golden I, Rose, my apologies. Yeah, yep. I've pinned him at 1.5, which is like I'm probably... I'm not sure it's going to stay there, but the reality is there wasn't too many other runs I could genuinely, like, I could potentially go on. It's that, you know, that booming performance that the horse had when it produced the, the run of 5.4 lengths above benchmark at Rose Hill over 1400. Yeah, so that was beating Animo. Yeah. Now, when we look at that, ever since that time, I, I, I have, okay, at that time and place, I was always of the view that if it was any horse that could potentially really test a horse like Animo into the future, I, I, I just couldn't help that it. it's going to be this horse, right? He who, who produced the 5.4, because look at the way it did it. 7.6 lengths above benchmark first section. Between the 8 and the 400, it was 0.6 above, and then unbelievable like a rebound with a plus 1.8 overall last 400 or 1.6 lengths above benchmark last 200 that's more than enough confidence for me to suggest that this horse getting another 100 meters it's not outside of its wheelhouse I'll, i'll be a little bit nervous if they stretch themselves to that pace you know, up, you know, touching that plus eight range, I, I would be nervous because then it, the, that vulnerability is really going to step in. But if it can be just slightly more controlled, and Tim Clark, I, I have no doubt he's he'd be naturally wanting this horse to probably run more like a five or a six, and I'm hoping that's the way he's going to rate the horse up front, and he's quite capable of doing that. And if he does that, Ralphie, he's he's definitely a sleeper and will absolutely test the two internationals.
0: Well, that that uh, Golden Rose performance since then, I, I know he had an end of prep miss back to Melbourne, but is he, every single run this year has been on wet ground? So oh. this is his first time on dry ground since.
2: And if, if just to, just to point that out, Ralphie, if for wanting to mean what does that mean? It, it means that the horse is running at least three lengths below its natural capability when it's on those wet grounds. So you, you can just automatically add three straight away and that sort of means that the horse is potentially already since last campaign and where this campaign is it sits firmly somewhere around three and a half to four and a half so that that's why respect must be given and i've i've tagged it fourth and it's unlikely that i'm going to move it off that line it's going to be third or fourth pick
0: uh, all right, so the third one is I wish I win. Um, we, we never stopped learning in this caper, and, you know, the, his, his run was phenomenal at Sandown. And then in the Turek when we expected a lift, it wasn't. But the data strongly suggested, on, and we discussed this on the Monday show, that he was flat
2: from that 13-day backup off such a big performance. Yeah, and this is why this is the only other runner that I'm interested in from the locals, Ralphie, that has to be – you know, we have to be looking seriously onside. It's that 2.7 lengths above, two starts back at Sandown. I have no doubt this horse has clearly got a far superior figure than that to come, and we didn't see it last start for the reasons you said. But in terms of grounding and rounding it off, perfect. 21 days, love it. We're going to be on clay ground, but we're going to get to see the very best potentially. Now also, of course, on the flip side... The the fifteen hundred metres will also give us that clarity around because I know some people like to think that maybe this horse isn't going to be that good at that distance. I can't see that anywhere in the data. Everything says to me this fifteen hundred metres is going to be perfect, good ground conditions going to be perfect, it's going to get a fast race run race. Is it at the moment in the same class as the two internationals? I have to say no. And could it reach itself up to that level well I, I do believe it can go to four four and a half but I'm not sure if we can go beyond that right now but that's the only other horse Ralph after that yeah you know everyone should be backing whatever they like but phew, bookmakers are going to make a lot of money <laughs>
0: Well, there were two I want to ask you about just for, for how you've shaped your opinion, because particularly one in, in that it's so tight, the market. Chain of Lightning, it's $6. It's good performances in Melbourne, have generally been on wet ground, and they haven't been at the top of numbers that you're predicting this race needs to be at.
2: This is an emerging horse. So I'm not going to sit here and say this isn't uh, a talent. It's definitely got the potential to keep climbing. But I'm always of this view. You had... A good campaign, and it's almost been faultless, Ralphie. Now, the one and a half is absolutely where you're at. And I'm not going to say this horse can't improve. I actually expect this horse to improve. But are you going to find four lengths tomorrow? Wow, that, that's a big ask. It's like, And it's not even just the four lengths, right? It's a couple of things that you have to look at. One is, the okay, the four lengths you need to find, or three at the bare minimum, It'll be the first time you're going to taste real serious pressure. And just horses, when they have to do that first time round, yes, some can just, you know, turn up on the moment and just rise to the occasion and create that new level and maybe it will be this source but again I'm just talking business. I, I, this is no emotion. So if I'm looking at it and I'm sitting around with a bunch of guys, I would say, oh if you want to back it, back it. But <laughs> if we're talking my money, it ain't gonna happen. And if it beats me, I'll say that's okay. I'm just looking for one of those three slots which I'm which is what my business is all about, right? I, I you know I'm not worried about if I happen to miss the winner, right? And this one beats me, I'll say well done, they've got a superstar because if that's what it means. If this wins, you've got an emerging superstar.
0: And the one I want to round off with, just in asking, and Gypsy S and we we, we cheered at home when she uh, won won the Oaks, and she's a bit of a no ceiling horse, is the way I sort of read it. But also the way you're describing this speed, she she could be 15 lengths off the lead at the 800, couldn't
2: you? Yeah, well this is again another horse quite capable, got plenty of talent, but a little bit further behind than a Chain of Lightning, Ralphie, yeah. in terms of where we're heading yes, the hop pace is going to be interesting and I don't uh, look, I don't want to knock David Van Dyke. We know how capable he is. The trials have been awful, right? Like, I mean, really, really awful. Now, <laughs> it doesn't mean now for the grand final this horse isn't going to turn up. Uh, the last campaign, they were awful as well, right? I yep. wouldn't say awful. They, they weren't as bad, right? They turned up and just smashed the competition, right? <laughs> so I'm not sitting there saying you're not going to turn up off the trials. You are going to turn up, but Where's your five lengths above going to come from? Yeah. On a hot race base, where is it going to come? It's not ideal first up off that type of setup, unless already proven. Yep nice
0: well in summary it sounds like you, you've narrowed this a big field down to, to a pretty pretty narrow scope the lighter infantry could be a star well well give great respect to it ridiculous price as far as uh you know on a, on a comparison to the other runners uh, in the locals and of the locals it's I wish I win maybe in the Congo uh if he can return to his dry track best
2: yeah Ralphie after that I wish everybody the best of luck and I hope you know who knows bad luck can happen things can't get runs all that sort of thing it's all possible but uh, you know I'm not interested in worrying about those things right now
0: <laughs> okay that's going to round us off if there's any clean information in the morning we will of course bring that to you via a, a little mini podcast but this has been our deep dive into the nature strip and the golden eagle much appreciated thank you for your support